I want to start off our conversation with what do you believe is some of the misconceptions of like wearable technology and 3D design? I think wearable technology being such a young industry or mm-hmm. young field already got such bad reputation. <laughs> uh, I won't name the projects that contributed a okay. lot to this, okay. uh, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions that it's something uh, very technical or you have to be very tech-savvy to um, use it, mm-hmm. but usually we're about technology uh, geared towards customer, just person who wants to use it. So Yeah. Um. How does how does technology complement fashion? Mm, first of all, when uh, at manufacturing stage, mm-hmm. and um, as I said before, uh, I feel there are two different distinct directions in wearable tech. One is implementing electronics in garments um, and very like heavy technology approach. And another one, just using technology to manufacture garments. Uh, For example, in my collection, I use technology mostly to manufacture it. I use 3D modeling, silicone casting, uh, 3D printing. But uh, when you look at my garments, you don't notice it as Mm. a a piece of electronics. Yeah. What do you think... um, the dis, you know, the disconnection is with um, modern technology in fashion in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is one a very big one. <laughs> it's exactly what I said. This huge uh, barrier between, uh, you know, I would say fashion people or fashion crowd mm-hmm. and technical people. Right. Um, engineers and programmers and scientists because both these groups have very different views on what value of product I would say because mm-hmm. uh, there is a function versus a visual component and the mis- uh, this disconnect between wearable tech and fashion mm-hmm. that um, a visual component of wearable tech usually mm-hmm is uh, not on the same level as expected in the fashion industry. And I would say the best cure for it is uh, is collaborations. Because uh, when you look at Iris Van Herpen works, for example, Mm -hmm. they're beautiful visually and they're very... It is wearable art and wearable tech, but because of collaborations, engineers and designers Mm -hmm. together. So, you know, you now, like, let's talk about, like, the foundation that Russia, you know, because you're from Russia. Right? <laughs> um, totally. <laughs> so what was the foundation? What would you say was the foundation that you were able to establish in Russia in this grand, in the grand scheme of everything that, um, that now and what you're doing? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in Russia we have amazing um, technical schools, mm-hmm. engineering schools, and um, we have a lot of programmers 
physicist. Um, and I studied at computer science um, school. Mm -hmm. uh, computer science major, actually, it was information security. Wow. Which uh, I was, I wanted to be a programmer since I was eight. That's a big. Yeah. yeah that uh, at night when I was nine years old, I watched uh, The Matrix, The Candle Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Red pill, blue pill, like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I always wanted to be a programmer, so. I went into programming school and information security, uh, but then I went in fashion. Yeah. Ended up in fashion, uh, but it really helped me. Um, mm -hmm. Computer science school and my IT background. Um, I tried to work in IT, and it gave me all the tools I'm yeah. using and um, the mindset because mm, as a designer. Um, you're, you use different tools mm -hmm. in your mind, so what are, <laughs> as like I can the, say. What are some of those like tools that you were able to like, from coming from like an IT and programming like background, what were some of those tools that you were able to transition from and apply yeah. it to? I think it's the ability to learn fast, to learn technologies fast, because for example, programmers, they have to educate themselves all the time. So uh, it's uh, because the technology moves so fast that mm -hmm. they have to learn new uh, products, new software all the time. And this constant learning, I, I still use it. And um, yeah, cultures like let's talk about like the cultures that what mm -hmm. cultures do you most resonate with? If it's like music, if it's like movie, we always talk about yeah. like the Matrix. Yeah. So you said the Matrix. Uh, well, early on, I think literature affected me a lot. Uh, I love cyberpunk, sci-fi, and mm -hmm. then cyberpunk, um, William Gibson's works. And um, he just recently released a new book yeah. a year ago. Um, yeah, so mostly this. Video games. Okay, video, which, video. which games? Mass Effect. Mass Effect, okay. I'm like, my brother was like real big on Final Fantasy. And Zelda and like Mario Brothers, you know, like. Um, Have you played the new Zelda? <laughs> um, Killer Instinct was another dope. Like, was another great one. Um, follow. I know, like Final Fantasy is like really, really big. I think in the grand scheme of things, I really. Yeah, but I like Mass Effect. Mass and Effect. Deus Ex. Yeah. yeah um, what about um, Assassin's Creed? I'm trying to see. Uh, anyway, uh, it's just, yeah. What was the first thing that like really stuck out to you about like in Mass Effect that maybe that resonates with like what you're doing now? Like, um, character design, mm -hmm. characters. Um, I collect art from Mass Effect art books, mm. and all the environment paintings. I think they're fascinating. Yeah. And um, yeah, and characters different. Uh, races from different planets. Mm. It's a beautiful world. And you know, I think that fashion and building a fashion brand is building a story. It's building your own little world. And I think that's what makes uh, fashion brands unique. Which it's, essentially that goes back into like yeah. things like Mass Effect. It's like this. Or lit any literature, like books and 
uh, worlds. Mm -hmm. um, because, for example, William Gibson, he create, created his own world, like Neuromancer that goes uh, on and on. Yeah. I was really big into that, like... I really still am like really big into like video games and like tech like but it's just like it doesn't show but it's like you know it's like a part of you especially yeah. if you grew up in the 90s because yeah. that was just yeah. like it was like a thing like <laughs> like how you to, said it doesn't show <laughs> like we had back to the future matrix um i mean so many of those different star wars like yeah I mean, who doesn't love like star wars or whatever um who like who or what like introduce you to the world of like wearable technology mm. actually it's um i can't name a person uh -huh. um but i discovered wearable technology for myself very i don't know um surprisingly yeah. <laughs> i would say because so just imagine I was a programmer, but right. then I decided to completely change my career into fashion design, which is completely different. And I, I did it, but of course I always had some kind of uh, doubts. Like, How did you do that? Like, like, was it just like you're sitting at your, you're sitting at a computer and you're just like, <laughs> I'm over it. Like, I want to make what I'm wearing right now. Like, yeah. More or less. Yeah. Um, but I was always into arts. And going okay. towards the end of my IT career, I just realized that as an artist, I'm not fulfilled. And I don't feel like I want to dedicate my life to IT career. Mm -hmm. And fashion seemed the, like the most fitting form of art for me because I love to be involved into many aspects of my work. Yeah. So in fashion, I like that I, I can create a product, I can brand it. Uh, market it and so yeah. you granted like so after this point you're like I want to go to Parsons so why Parsons oh what I uh, wanted to mention before go ahead. Yeah. yeah that um, so I always had my doubts if uh, was it right to um, stop pursuing my IT career mm -hmm. and then at some point, after a few years, it just clicked that I can use all of my expertise and technologies that I'm still interested in, mm -hmm. but in fashion, and it just happened. And I created a project for Parsons, for, for applying to Parsons, and um, it was a 3D printing project, uh, mm -hmm. just research on 3D printing in fashion. I created a few pieces uh, with 3D printed details, but more wearable. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you can actually wear these pieces um, outside of galleries. Um. And it became the first uh, case of 3D printing in fashion in Russia, yeah. <laughs> which was yeah. surprising and I was very glad. <laughs> so you're like the first, so you probably say like you were first, one of those first like people to use 3D printing? In, in fashion in, specifically. In, 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 yes. Yeah, in fashion in Russia. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was, and after that, I started to go deeper and deeper into it yeah. uh, and it was uh, just three or four years ago and during that time um, everything including United States mm -hmm. 3D printing and fashion just exploded. Uh, mm -hmm. All the Iris Van Herpen, Francis Bitonti, 
which I had an honor to study at his summer class uh-huh. year after. Um, Alexis Walsh, amazing designers. Yeah. With so, the, and everyone has engineering background. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of my favorite, like Tom Ford is one of my favorite, but he has an architectural background, which, yeah. of course, shapes and dimensions go hands in hands with garments. Um, so what was your, what was the goal in coming to Parsons? Like, what was the ultimate goal that you, because you're still a student, yeah. but like, what is the ultimate goal that you had in mind coming to Parsons? I wanted to learn how, uh, the design process. Because one thing that, um, as an upcoming designer in the mm-hmm. very, very beginning of your career, you have some idea of what garments you want to create. You know, you have some idea of your perfect collection. Yeah. But you have to be able to produce new collection every year. So I wanted to learn how to use all the inspiration around me and actually channel it into design. Yeah, in, in your first few years, you you got invited to be a part of Parsons and Intel project. So oh, tell, yeah. me about, tell me about oh, that. that. What did you learn from That was very interesting yeah. project. Uh, yeah, so it was the first time, I hope not the last, when Parsons collaborated with Intel. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had class with two professors uh, in Parsons, but we had um, Intel uh, scientists coming over to our class maybe mm-hmm. once in a few weeks and it, it was fascinating for me yeah. uh, because oh, they have um, new devices lab um, I think it's called new devices lab mm-hmm. I'm not sure right now mm-hmm. um, but they it's a lab of people consisting of anthropologists and engineers and designers um, using the design process to create new devices yeah. and wearable tech, like real innovation. Yeah. And they work on the biggest projects in the field. Um, what did you learn? Like, what was the, what, what did you learn the most out of that project, on that project with Intel? Um, well, it would sound a little banal, but teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> teamwork is important. Uh, my team was consisting of seven people. It's not easy. It's but a group project. <laughs> group project. <laughs> it's a big group project. Um, also, um, the biggest thing, I think, it really changed my approach to wearable technologies and technologies in fashion. Mm-hmm. Because I was always looking at it as uh, from my engineering um, background. and. Uh, you know, for example, when you're fascinated with some technology and you really want to put it in your garment, mm-hmm. but there is no reason for it. Uh, so I really learned to step down, like st- step back <laughs> from my designs and um, really look if I, um, if it, uh, do I need this technology in this garment mm-hmm. or not? Yeah. When did you feel the most like comfortable to step step outside of like the school, you know, step outside of your studies and start your own brand? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still in a 
in the beginning stage of um, creating my brand. Mm -hmm. uh, but because it's my second degree, I already know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> and uh, I have experience with uh, my own brand back in St. Petersburg in yeah. Russia. Um, do you, um, so name like some of the techniques and like modern technology that you use to create your, create your designs? Mm -hmm. uh, well, <clears throat> right now I'm doing a lot of 3D modeling, okay. 3D renders that later on I use as um, patterns for my mm -hmm. fabrics or uh, 3D printing and it's all interconnected yeah. uh, as um, in my last collection you could see that I created a muse basically a 3D model Mm -hmm. And I use the same model, but in different forms and shapes. 3D printing, uh, digital printing on fabric. Yeah, break that down. Like break, break like what is 3D printing, 3D rendering, 3D modeling. Yeah, like I know it's a lot of 3D. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, because I want to know. I want to know as well. So 3D printing, it's a technology of uh, additive manufacturing where. Uh, machines create a 3D dimensional objects layer by layer mm -hmm. uh, based on a computer model, like mm. a digital uh, model. And um, there are so many different technologies in 3D printing. Right. <laughs> you could use different 3D printers, but basically it creates a, an object layer by layer. And it's fascinating because um, I digitally sculpt models, so it goes into 3D modeling. Again, right. <laughs> okay, 3D modeling is the process of creating a 3D model, which is digital representation. It's like mm. a painting, but it's in 3D, mm. basically. And the rendering part. And rendering is, um, it feels like photography and filmmaking. Because in digitally you put up lights and materials mm -hmm. and you create the final illustration, yeah. I would say, the final image of your model. So where does the, the design, like, where does the design process start for you? Mm -hmm. um, usually I just first look at some outside resources, yeah. just sources of inspiration. What are those? And I like, I don't follow fashion trends that much. No. <laughs> so I'm interested mostly in architecture mm. um, and again, um, like literature. And um, I'm just, I don't know. For me, the big part of design process that first I create 3D renders. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's purely visual. Uh, material mm -hmm. and then I design clothing based on my own 3D renders right. yeah. and I feel that way it really mm -hmm. becomes original mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so some of the um, some of the names of your collection are Sea and the City yeah. uh, tri Triangle Let's help me out with this. Help me out with help me out help me out with this. Triangulation. Try help me out. I'm asking you to help me out with this. Um, I'm sorry. Tri triangulation. Tri triangulation. Triangulation. Is fine. Is fine. 
Intimate decipherment. Thank you. See, we get teamwork. So teamwork. Um, where did you get these? Like, where did you find? Like, where did you get the inspiration for the names? Um, based on the content and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so maybe the last one, intimate. Um, intimate decipherment. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, the story of my muse, mm-hmm. uh, the virtual girl, and the. Um, between the virtual world and the real world mm-hmm. and uh, it's about this um, doubts um, uh, sorry mm-hmm. uh, it's a very personal collection yeah. and um, I feel it's about the personal um, duality if I can say yeah. um, is it would you probably say that it's, of course, so you say it's personal, it's maybe about you? Um, is it the, is it the fine line in which you tread within like, from like home and you like transition from home and being here and trying to still figure out like who you are within this, this world? Like, um, like it's very close. I wouldn't say it's about place where I live, mm-hmm. probably more of an age and just place in life, yeah. I would say. Um, and also this collection started with collection of bags, which was uh, Cyber Realm. Mm-hmm. And the collection, uh, the collection was about privacy and exposure, so mm-hmm. information security and um, what is private mm-hmm. and um, I was conducting group testing for mm-hmm. the project and I realized that for every person the concept of private is very different mm-hmm. because for some people the most private thing they have is their conversations with their loved ones yeah. or their photos or some diaries or something like this and I've done a piece uh, after my Intel project, I've done a necklace that uh, can store your private information with a fingerprint scanner right on your necklace. Uh, so it's not connected to your phone, so mm, it's just more okay. secure. And this intimate decipherment came from this idea of privacy and exposure. Mm-hmm. And So yeah. let's touch on the, the business side a little bit. Um, what's the current status as as far as wearable tech in the, the in the market, like mm-hmm. is there any infrastructure that is put, that it's preparing itself for this shift that is about to happen within like wearable technology? Yeah, uh, I would say yes. The yeah. interest for wearable technology is definitely there, and it's it's growing. Um, for market opportunities, I would say the big famous pieces as Apple Watch, for example. It is popular and successful, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but in fashion, it, so there, there is some space and room for growing. Yeah. And what do you, um, what would you probably say is what is stopping wearable technology mm-hmm. being implemented mm-hmm. in the world's daily routine? I think technology should be more seamless 
in in fashion mm -hmm. because um, it should be it should look less intentional mm -hmm. and seamless. People should shouldn't notice uh, technology yeah. uh, because uh, why, for example, Apple Watch is successful because everyone already used the concept of wearing a watch. Right. And um, it's still hard to um, grasp the concept of wearing some electronics on your body right. in clothes. So I think yeah. um, it's stopping. But there are so many um, developments in this field, like mm -hmm. Google Project Jacquard. Mm -hmm. They create uh, conductive fabrics, so they uh, make uh, completely conductive uh, fabric that mm -hmm. you don't need to wear uh, batteries or oh, here, yeah. like electro like uh, boards hmm. okay. well I think like I'm, I'm so excited to uh, I'm so excited to be, have have an opportunity to watch you like watch and see where this goes in like the next like century <laughs> right, and hopefully, like you play, like I'm, 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 I'm most definitely, I believe that you'll play a very, very big part, and I'm also um, happy that curiosity won over anxiety, right? Yeah. So there we have it. <laughs> <laughs>